What were you like as a child, Elton? As a child? I was just five When I was five Brazen king, I'll spit in your eye Times are changing, never plug at five But the fever's gonna catch you when the bitch gets back Keep it on a Friday, that's alright You will like stack on Saturday night I convinced the best that you so you should do I get high in the end of stepping fights of glue Welcome back to the Why So Serious Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Uh, we got Devin and Rashani here, and we are here to review uh, Rocket Man, uh, a musical fantasy about the fantastical human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. Uh, directed by Dexter Fletcher, starring Taron Edgerton, Jamie Bell, Richard Madden, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, a lot of cool people in this film. Um, yeah, Devin, what did you think about this film? I adored this movie. It was a great blend of a musical biopic of a fantastic genius that Elton John is. Um, and you just don't realize how active his move, his music career was and the level of genius he's touched. And being sober for 28 years now, going on 28 years, is, uh, is great. I, I just enjoyed all of it. I cried a little bit, learned a lot. Um and Benny is just still my favorite Elton John song and I don't know that it ever will change. Um, Rashani, what about you? There was a point when I was telling my wife I'm surprised at how many Elton John songs I actually know. Um, I told Brandon that, that same shit. I didn't know I was that many songs. That was somewhere uh in the midst of me singing uh the fifth straight song that he came <laughs> out with because. Unbeknownst to any of us, this is a musical. Like when you see um, Bohemian Rhapsody, you're like, all right, cool, whatever. This is not Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody is nowhere near this level. Um, This this is the film Bohemian Rhapsody wish it was. Exactly. And it is perfect. It is, there are hilarious moments, poignant moments. There are just seat gripping moments. And I didn't mind that this was a musical. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody wasn't a musical. Bohemian Rhapsody was, I'm going to somehow trip into making this song. This was music that wasn't even connected with that that era, but it's what he wanted to sing at that point in time. This is what happens when the person can smell their roses while they're still alive. Elton was like, I'm going to write my own. I'm going to produce my own biography, my own biopic. And yeah, you're going to get to see the truth the way that I put it out there. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Him and Bernie were executive producers on this, and you can tell. And mm-hmm. you can tell. And they gave a sort of insight into Elton that you didn't get 
partly because Freddie's gone, but also because the rest of the surviving members of Queen didn't want to go there. Uh, this film went there. Like, this film went there with Elton showing his lowest moments, exploring those lowest moments, giving you more depth in those moments, and telling you how he came out at the end. Uh, and while in the whole time he's still this brilliant singer, uh, that's like you know once in a generation. Like there aren't many, there aren't that many. Elton John is a top level legend in the musical business. He's not mm-hmm. just, like he's yeah. top level. Like he's you know Michael Jackson, James Brown. Like he's that top level type talent. And in this film, you get to see like he was able to produce incredible music in points in his life where he was literally like literally st- like a, a foot away from suicide like a foot away from death like just a, one step into the afterlife and he's still and you don't even know that about him like yeah i never really heard that about him uh other than the pool incident i didn't hear anything about him really wanting to kill himself like and him being in dark places like that yeah, man, and uh, by the way, Taron Edgerton played the fuck out of this character. Oh my god, he really mm-hmm. did. Played the um, fuck out of Elton John. And unlike, I loved, by the way, I said this in our review, but Rami Malek was fantastic as Freddie Mercury, even though that film wasn't good. But mm-hmm. they, none of the people in the movie sang those songs. Taron was actually singing these fucking songs. Everyone. Like, he was singing these songs. He's on the soundtrack singing the songs like he's in if you look at the score he's saying every single one of those songs himself and he's fantastic at it he's unbelievable is he is he worthy to be the new james bond he can do whatever the fuck he wants to do like he was nah, incredible okay. playing elton john you know how hard yeah. it is to play somebody as charismatic and colorful as elton john yo yeah and, and the makeup it? man and sell it oh my god you thought that chemistry. was Elton John. And the, yeah. and the filmmakers did a great job with this film by limiting how far they took this. Because, you know, it wouldn't be it'd be in, it wouldn't be credible seeing him play sixty year old Elton John. So they stopped no. it at a certain point where how he would look would still be how Elton John looked. And when you watch this film and you see all the colorful costumes and outfits that Elton John wore, the one thing I was thinking while I was watching this film, I was like no Do you that. know how fucking cool the 60s and 70s were? I mean, if you take away the racism, like how fucking cool it would be to like exist in the 60s and 70s. Like people were just out there being fucking free, like just out there being themselves. And, and can, like it, it can but happen. He, he today. still stuck out in that era, too, though. Like he still stuck out. Yeah, but he stuck out in a way that people gravitated towards him. And it was fucked up how, you know, how he couldn't tell how, you know, that he was gay and things like that. And I'm not speaking to that part. I'm just speaking about the culture of the 60s and 70s just looked like a whole lot of fucking fun. Just It just like people just had a good fucking time. Um, and I thought that was great. Uh, Devin, what did you think about uh, his relationship with Bernie being his best friend and writing his songs and how... I know, just love how he... The words... Bernie wrote, spoke to him so much. And it's crazy, it happened by chance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but instantly, you just know. And we all have people like that who we just have a, a connection with. And it's hard to be friends as adults, and especially when money gets involved. And you just got to realize that, like, they really held true to their bond as brothers, man. They became brothers. And um, 
you really saw it played out. And sometimes you, when your brother be on some shit, you got to walk away from him. You know, you don't, you don't stop loving him, but you got to walk away. You, you can't be a part of those demons. Um, so it showed that layers of a relationship in the industry and as friends and, uh, and they're still, they're back together. They, they haven't had an argument yet. You know, uh, Bernie always walked away instead of having an argument. And, and, in Elton's darkest places, he resented Bernie for it, but then he's able to see why Bernie did that at the end, and it, and it really is great storytelling. And you can tell that Bernie and uh, Elton made sure that it came through. It was relayed that way in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I, oh that, that whole, that whole, the whole they didn't argue thing, I was like, they argue an awful lot to not be arguing. And then I realized... Here's what hit me, and I don't know if it hit anybody else. It might have just hit me like this. Oh no! Because <laughs> they argued all the way through a fucking movie, or what you would consider arguing, or what I would consider arguing, but it wasn't what a couple would consider arguing. And right. they loved each other as platonically as possible in such a pure way that they knew that their discussions were not arguments. They were just being open and honest about how they were feeling no matter how it went. And so stuff that you were like, man, they're having a knockdown drag out. To them, it was just Tuesday. And that's what was dope to me about their relationship. Neither of them took it personally. Neither of them were taken aback. Neither of them did what Queen would have done. It was just, okay. Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, I was going to ask you about this, Rashani. In um, in um, Bohemian Rhapsody, we had uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, uh was it John? No, not John. Was it John? But there was the guy yeah, it was that was John. It was, was John because Paul's the one who threw him out. Yeah, but yeah, he was, was the same dude. It was well, it was John who was like the bad guy. Relate like the it was like the bad guy who was influencing Freddie. And then this no, film, that was Paul. Yeah, that was Paul. That's what I meant. Yeah. So you had Paul, who's like the bad guy who's influencing Freddie. And then in this film, you had uh, Richard Madden's character. Um, what was his name? Um, uh, John. Oh, yeah, John. <laughs> uh, so you had John in this film, and he was like, be- like. He was good for Elton, but you find out that he ultimately didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And he was just worried about that money. Uh, and so I really liked how they played it in this film. And you know what? It may be true how he was in Bohemian Rhapsody in real life. But I like how this film, they pl- they played it much more smartly to me. What do you think, Rashani? I thought that... Uh... I wanted Elton to find love so badly. And so when uh, his name was John in this movie, too, when John showed up, I was like, dope. Okay, this is a good thing. And then he hit him. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first abusive thing that happened. He hit him, and it was just like, fuck. See, when he hit him, though, I thought it was more about, like, yo, snap out of it. It's about this money. Um but I realized that it was about the control and not the not just the money is that I have dominion over you. And the way he did that was by planting that seed that I might come out there and see you. And that's how he got to his life, you know, by mm-hmm. coming to uh, England. And then, yeah, it, you just told him one time and 
Elton was in love, like, but it was always business to John, always. Yeah, and I was reading about him in real life. John, John was there. John was his manager up until 1998. Um, Damn. And the relationship ended over a leaked letter from John's accountant, Elton John's accountant, detailing John Reed's spending, which was found by Benjamin Pell and published by the Daily Mirror. The business relationship ended in 1998, led to legal action in 2000. Reed settled out of court, paying Elton John 3.4 million euro. Uh, so yeah, so he basically was taking that man's money at the end. And he got caught. And told him straight out, like, yo, no matter what you do, I still get 20%, nigga. Mm-hmm. That's about as cutthroat as you get. Mm-hmm. And he, I thought that, I also thought that um, the sex scene that they did was very good for film. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was great. It is not something that you get in films, especially mainstream mm-hmm. films. You get it in the art house films, but... It's not something that you get in mainstream films, and you know it's it's a part of life. Like it's mm-hmm. just what it is, and that's the part. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna finally start telling the stories of people in the LGBTQ community, um, then that's part of it, and you can't shy away from that. And so this film doing that uh, is a to me is a big step in the right direction. Um, and Richard mm-hmm. Madden and Taron they sold it. They yo, they had great chemistry. Like, I was like, I was thinking, I was sitting in myself, I was like, yo, like, if they're ever in the same room again, like, are they going to look at it? Because the way they made it feel, they made, it felt real to me. It felt like they really cared about each other, and it was a real moment between two lovers. And, I, man, I was definitely impressed about them going all the way with it and making it believable. Like, there was no, no cringe moments. It, it just seemed like a natural act between people that love each other. Yeah, that's what it is. By the way, you know got... what though? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta say this. What defines a cringe moment for you? Because honestly, that was the same love scene that you would expect to see between a man and a no, woman. No, no, no. I was movie. talking about I was talking about like I know I'm fucking with you. Oh no, no, I was talking about the actors. <laughs> I wasn't talking about for me. I was talking about like that. You know, sometimes you can feel like actors aren't fully into a scene or something like that. Yeah. And it shows. I just think both of them committed to it, and it, it showed that it was a great organic like feel between both actors. Very much so. Yeah, and it's, it was it was a needed part of this film. Um, something that wasn't in Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, we might do a lot of comparison to that film because it's an obvious comparison, but this film was better than that on so many levels. Like, the way they used music in this film – and the way they used it in regards to like this fantastical story, by like sh- having all types of different special effects and shit go into it, was unbelievable. It was literally like watching a cinematic musical. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a musical like something you would see on stage where it was very cinematic. Right. It was right. very. It was so big in the things that you see on the big screen, and it mixed the big screen and the stage in a way that Perfect. you don't see oh. that often. Like, for example, uh, Fences, right? When you watch Fences, Fences is a great movie, but Fences is not cinematic at all. It is literally yeah. set in one, they had like two sets, and it's, it's a fantastic film. I'm not co- commenting on the film, but it's not cinematic. It is. It looks like it's a play that they brought to the movies. Mm-hmm. This film is an absolutely a big screen, full featured film that takes all the aspects of a musical and incorporates that into the fantastical elements that you would see in a big-budget film. And I think it did it seamlessly. 
And it had it had three acts, so which which gives you another element to a film that you won't get from a play. You know, that third act doesn't really happen in stage plays. So um just having it come full circle in film t- in storytelling is, is great because we don't really get that from a lot of plays. So Sonny, uh what do you think about Bryce Dallas Howard as his mama? <sighs> I love that Again, poor Elton. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Like, like let let me let let me have a kid who's just like a musical prodigy. I'm gonna be just every little thing that they do is magic. And his mom could not care. His mom reminded me of the mom from Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She could not care less about anything but herself. I mean, she wasn't as bad as his dad because his dad was, like, so blunt with it. Like, (laughs) I'm just going to dip out and shit y'all can do about it. But his mom was the same way and would never admit it. Like, his mom was more sinister with it. I really left out the theater trying to figure out who was the worst parent. Her? Yeah, at the end, like that last conversation when they met for dinner, I was like, Mm -hmm. What? By the way, the saddest moment in this film was when he went to visit his dad to like tell oh him that my God. He, he had was like, oh going to come mm-hmm. out as gay. He might hear some stuff. And then his dad is just like playing with his new kids and like picking mm-hmm. them up and being like an actual dad. I was like, can you sign this? Well, don't sign it to dad. Sign it to Danny, this guy who works to Arthur. with me. No, Arthur. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. How? Was- Yo, I was so thankful for my parents, like, you don't realize what your parents shaping your child-rearing years do for you, and, like, Elton had none of that other than his grandmother, like, mm-hmm. um, that is cra- what his mother is to blame for all this, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. You like don't want to, you don't want to be that dude, but in this one, it is extremely true. Like, she cheated. Mm-hmm. But she probably cheated because again, dad was never around. Dad, and even when dad was there, it was clear that he was not emotionally there because he told her straight out, I never even wanted to be in this marriage. I never wanted him. Right. He did say that. And like, you would think somebody like that, even for selfish reasons, like, this is how you know he's fucked up. When your son gets rich as fuck. And you still don't want nothing to do with him. Nothing. Like mm-hmm. nothing. Like you like you've gotta have some hate in your heart. I mean, it would still and, be fucked up if you came back just for the money, but you can't even bring yourself to do that. You're like, uh, I don't even want your money. I just hate I just hate you. Like that's he was like his his stepbrothers are happy to see him. Or half brothers are happy to see him, yet his father gives no fucks about them None. having a relationship. None. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, his grandmother was great, and it it was good to see that there was someone in his life that was there for him. Like she got him to that school, like you know, she did a lot for Elton, um, and helped him get to where he was at this point. I thought that uh, his relationship with Bernie, like Rashani said, was something that you know you don't see often in films. Which is, uh, you see it sometimes, like you'll see it in like buddy. They try to make it like funny in buddy cop movies or something like that, but it's basically like, no man, this is his brother. Like it's not his brother, but that's his brother. That is that is the closest person to him, and they will always be close. 
and they and this and they're still close. Um, also, what do you guys think about uh, little kid out and young Reggie? I thought that like was him. unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. And Reggie then when he Isley. at the bottom of the pool too. Oh my god. No, no, no. Little kid Isley. Oh yeah, when he was down at the bottom of the pool, pool playing the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kid was. He was. He has so much emotion on his face. Mm-hmm. We played the intro song "The Bitches Back." When he was singing that song, it was just like fantastic. Just the energy that he brought on the screen. That was another thing about this film. This film brought so much energy. Like you're just watching it. It's just like it's so much going on on this film um, that you just you're just drawn to it. So I know we talked about this in the beginning, um, Rashani, but like. After watching this film, you realize just how big of a cultural icon Elton John is. Even if you're not typically a fan of, quote-unquote, his style, like some people may have been, you know those songs. You've listened mm-hmm. to those songs. And then, I don't know if you, you guys did this, but like after this film, I was like at work listening to Elton John's songs. Mm-hmm. It made me want to listen to some songs. Yeah. And the the movie showed his gravitas so great when he did, Doo! Like that gravitas of that moment when everybody lifted and like because it it means that much for him to be in the states playing the troubadour at that moment, and we didn't have social media then, but it it spread like wildfire that this guy is legit an icon. He is he's gonna be the next big thing. Another thing that I really loved about the um just how everything worked out like in. In comparison with Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody, when they showed him with his first time with a man, they showed him literally standing outside of a gas station bathroom, mm-hmm. like as seedy as you could get, like a gas station bathroom by a rest area. It was like just nasty. Meanwhile, with Elton, he's playing as a, as a piano player for a band, and out of nowhere, the one of the Dad backup the singers... Brown comes and gives him just a nice little kiss. It's like a pure kiss, like a quick, shy kiss that anybody would have had. Just like, hey, by the way, Peck, I love you. Like that kind of a kiss, or Peck, I I like you, or whatever it may be. And it's just like, hey, it's time to go perform. I just thought that that was like one of the purest, sweetest things that I'd ever saw. And Elton was just like shocked. And it was so... It was just wonderful. It was well done. It was so well done. It was just, yeah. And the fact that down the, with the brown. He's down with the brown. I love it. <laughs> the fact that the when he started playing Saturday, and I was like, I've heard this song before. That's what kept happening to me. But when he played Saturday, he walked out and then he was uh Taryn. Like everything worked. Everything worked together perfectly. Um those outfits, the the costumer, I mean, like, all they had to do was recreate what Elton wore, but the fact that they recreated it to a T, Elton had to have had multiple hands in this project because to. this was perfect. It was a perfect recreation. And if you don't walk out of this movie and immediately just make a playlist, I don't know what's wrong with you. If you don't walk out of this movie, my wife, my beloved wife, Nisha, thought it was Elton John singing all the way through. Mm-hmm. 
If you don't walk out of this movie with a deeper appreciation of Terrence range after you leave this movie, you're insane. Because all I knew him from before this was the Kingsman. So for him to come out and knock this role out of the park, if Raimi or whatever his name is won an award for what he did with Freddie Mercury, Terrence better be in the running coming up. He better be, period. This film, I was kind of disappointed that this film came out in May because some people are going to forget about it when Oscars time comes around. But this film absolutely deserves multiple nominations for costumes, for best actor, for best adopted screenplay, like a lot of different things. Um, by the way, I looked. I started looking up Elton John tour dates. So I was like, dude, I want. He's do, apparently he's doing a farewell tour. Like this is his last tour. Because he was retired. He's like in these the film tickets. Let me tell you something. So he's going to Vegas, right? And Paul McCartney is going to Vegas, and his tickets start at seventy nine dollars, right? Elton John's tickets start at two hundred and ninety five dollars. This this tour is going to probably be ridiculous. Um, coming up, that his first date is June fourth, so he's starting next, like tomorrow. Wow! So he's starting tomorrow, which is fucking crazy. The Yellow Brick Road tour. Um, yeah, so I really, we all really, really love this film. Um, I guess the best thing to do now is just to score this film. So Devin, out of ten, what do you give this film? Uh, I'm definitely going to say this is the best biopic as far as uh, being who that person really is and not just highlighting all the good stuff from the honesty and the sheer authenticness of this story. I have to give it a 10 and the acting was perfect. The music was perfect. Um, the, the ending credits where they played um, still standing. Mm. Oh my God. That was just, I don't know how you don't become an instant Elton John fan if you're not already. Um, but the way they captured that was fantastic. Uh, definitely ten. Uh, Sonny. Um, there was a point in this movie where Elton came out and said, "I'm going to kill myself," and you could feel the hopelessness mm-hmm. and the fact that he was being paraded around his own house by everybody, and you could see him breaking. You could see him feeling it like. Even he felt like I'm sure he felt like Bernie was parading women in front of him when he was like, this is Elton. And then Elton was like, get the fuck out. (laughs) And he was like, but this is Elton. And it was just like so visceral and so real. And so Elton's still standing. And um, after watching this movie, I fully understand what it felt like to walk in his uh, platform shoes. I could easily give this one uh, uh, more than a 10. I easily could. Um, Yeah, I I was trying to decide if it's a 9 or a 10 for me, but the fact that I sat there, I hate musicals. I do. I sat through this entire entire musical with a huge grin on my face, singing along with songs and crying when I'm still standing, started playing, and they showed that video at the end, like the true video. Mm-hmm. This is what 
Bohemian Rhapsody wanted to be. And it didn't have to have a Band-Aid scene. All it needed was I'm still standing at the end and everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to see this movie. The way they transitioned into I'm Still Standing was perfect. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. And that's what happens when the person who's doing it actually cares for what they're doing. Because that that trigger point, because Elton was able to tell them definitively when this happened for him. And for them to be able to transition and tell that point when he knew he needed to get help, it's, it's perfect, man. That, yeah. Just a great film. And then you just got to be thankful you got great parents. Uh, mm. I know I'm thankful for my parents. Uh, I walked out of there being really thankful for my parents uh, yep. and being supportive. Yeah, I give this uh, a 10 out of 10. Um, it was fantastic from start to finish. The energy, the acting, the singing, the special effects, the color, just uh, everything was, was fantastic. It gives you a glimpse into Elton John's life. For somebody, like, I didn't really... I've heard the name Elton John, but I really didn't know, listen to any of his songs or hear anything about him until, like, he did that thing with Eminem. And then I was oh, really? Like, yeah. And then I was like, I heard Elton John, but, oh, now I know who Elton John is. And then I listened to some of his songs back then. And, like, it was really cool to see, like, Elton John in the 60s, Elton John in the 70s. And, you know, it's a movie, so it's a bit fantastical. But the way this movie was told, it seemed authentic. Like, you don't watch this film and be like, that guy has to be bullshit. Because, like, when you watch Bohemian Rhapsody, some of the ways they came up with those songs, you're like, that's bullshit. Like, there's no way that's real. It's got to be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you watch this film, it seems much more authentic in the way that things came about and, like, the things that happened in his life. And it could have been exaggeration or it could have been his perspective and not the full perspective. But, you know... The things that he left in the film tells me that he was willing to tell a story that didn't always put him in the best of light. And the things that he left out of the story, I feel like were done out of respect for the people who were a part of it. Like he didn't. There's so many things he left out him uh, doing. Don't let the sun go down on me with George Michael. Right. Uh, the the can you feel the love tonight in the circle of life and all these other great songs like he has this huge discography and he could have literally he didn't even say when he got knighted by the queen he is literally Sir Elton John very true but he wanted to show you what his life was like and what it took for him to get out of this hole and I just love how when he came into the movie he came in wearing the devil outfit with the wings and the horns. And as he's talking, he's breaking the horns off the helmet. He's taking the helmet off. And by the end of the movie or midway through the movie, he's just in a robe. He's just a regular guy. He has stripped himself bare so then you can see exactly what's going on in his life. And if y'all missed that analogy, I want you to see it. He stripped himself bare and laid there so then you could see exactly what was in his world at that time. Mm. And that is bravery. And that's why I give it a 10. Well said. Can't say any better than that. So, uh, yeah, go see this movie. It's fucking fantastic. 10 out of 10 for all of us. Uh, Subscribe to Rashani Shows. Subscribe to the Watch the Series podcast. We'll be back with another movie review. And thank you for listening. Talk to you later.